They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. My love, there's only you in my life, girl. The only thing that's bright. My first love, you're every breath that I take, you're every step I make. everybody why do you even listen to this stupid seriously. podcast seriously why? how do we have any listeners at this point it's about leadership we welcome in welcome to both of you who are still with us <laughs> we really appreciate you sticking it out and allowing us to uh you know to deliver the goods as we like to say it's your favorite podcast it's thoughts that rock and if you don't know that then you don't know what good is this is where we give you a couple nuggets of advice. Um, we squeeze it into however long we want to. You like that? <laughs> why so angry? Well, because you made me. You made me be the girl. <laughs> That's why. Oh man! You know what I was going to talk about? What? We should ask people to leave a rating and a review. And I'm just, perfect. I'm just going to move on. That's perfect. Hey, I'll tell you what. You know, when this first came out, we had like a meal train of people leaving reviews. Yeah. And you now, know what? Now we're starving. That's right. It's, it's the cricket choir back there. <laughs> no, don't show up for anything. Oh, my gosh. How about you tell somebody that you love about this podcast? Could you do that for us? Maybe, yes. I don't know, take two seconds and leave a one-word review. How's that? That would be awesome. <laughs> and awesome could be just the word you use. And that's, that's right. It. That's all we need. That's right. Sometimes we just need a little bit more affection. You know what? We all do. <laughs> I thought Listen, you were about to give me something. No, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that. This podcast supports Cannonball Kids Cancer, yep. CKC. Um, listen, we love them. They fund options for kids who've run out of options. They're an amazing organization. If you aren't familiar with them by now, then you obviously have not been listening to this show. So go to cannonballkidscancer.org and find out how you can an option for someone else yeah and we know how busy you are too we totally get it yep. and uh you know hey listen you made it through the couple minutes of our intro and uh I, i'd assume you're you're trying to mine for some awesome little nugget of advice That's i wish we had something but we don't no and credits <laughs> we actually do <laughs> we do and we get it you're, you're so busy and and trying to find a moment to just find that little bit of leadership they're hard to come by which honestly it doesn't even matter what you're doing right now doesn't. quite honestly you could be Let's say cross country skiing with snowshoes. 
Maybe you're right now just making lasagna from scratch. I don't know how to do that. Or you're sitting in a duck blind. It doesn't really. <laughs> that was <laughs> did a chicken show up while you were in a duck blind. That's I threw, awesome. I threw a chicken in the air. Sorry. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. We're still going to give you the uh, 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Check this out. Let's do it. I am so excited. Our guest today is Kay Rollins, the founder and owner of the Orlando City Soccer Club and our local Major League Soccer team. Yeah. So, Kay, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Thanks for having me on. So, full disclosure, Kay is on the board of Cannonball Kids Cancer, yep. and of course, that is uh, the organization that we support here at Thoughts That Rock. And Kay and I got a chance to spend some time together up in Washington, D.C. at the board of directors meeting. Nice. Of which it appears I've been drafted um, <laughs> onto the board of directors. <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to, to get out of that, but it appears that I will be um, serving in the very near future <laughs> on the board of directors <laughs> for Cannonball. Uh, they have a way of doing that to you. But just a quick uh, case full bio is going to be in the show notes, yeah. um, but just a quick few highlights. Uh, she ran children's preschools in the UK where she lectured on signs and symptoms of child abuse to preschool educators and taught parenting classes. She currently serves not only as the VP of community relations for Orlando city, but also the president of their foundation. And she's doing absolutely amazing oh, work yeah. in this community. She is miss Orlando as we like to call her. <laughs> Uh, she is a board member, not just at Cannonball Kids Cancer, but also for the Boys and Girls Club of Central Florida, uh, the Four Rivers Foundation, the Central Florida Foundation, the Florida Sports Foundation. Pretty much, if you want Kay you on your board, somebody on your board, that is her full time job <laughs> yes. is just board member right now. She has no time for anything else. Uh, she was awarded Businesswoman of the Year a few years ago by Orlando Business Journal. Listen, she's just honestly an amazing human being, and uh, we cannot thank you enough, Kay, for just spending a couple moments with us here on Thoughts That Rock. Thank you. I'm excited to, to chat with you. Great. Well, you know how we do it here. We don't like to mince words and bumble around for a while. We like to jump right to that awesome piece of advice that you're going to share with our audience. So the floor is open. What is your Thought That Rocks? Thoughts That Rock! Well, my thought that rocks is, is to build and nurture your own tribe. Mm. So talk to us about that. How has that sort of influenced you? Where, where did that come from? Um, I think, I, think I, I mean, I've always had a fairly um, close circle of friends. Um, and I'm one of five kids. So I, both of my sisters, especially, I'm still really close to, even though one's in Texas and one's in, in the U.K., um, so I've always, I've always, I guess, understood about friendship. Um, but I think until I went through um, trauma in my life, I think that was when it was really kind of thrown into very sharp relief for me mm -hmm. about how you need those people around you. Where are you in the in the hierarchy of your of of your siblings? Are you? Um, I'm oldest girl, but um, second in the in age. So I, I was the rebel of the family um, because I always wanted to do what my brother was allowed to do, who was only a year older than me. Um, but it was back in the day when it was, you know, girls didn't stay out till that late mm -hmm. or they couldn't do this and they couldn't do that. So I was almost permanently grounded as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> permanently. 
I love I love your thought too. I mean, and uh, you, you know, when you you talk about building and nurturing your own tribe, you know, where did that come from? How did that change your life? Because you mentioned the words trauma, you know, and obviously, you know, you yeah. can share whatever you want to here. But how did that how did that help you? Um, I mean, I guess I've 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 lived I've lived a really great life and still do, um, and I feel like I've been pretty lucky in my life, and um, I'm certainly the eternal optimist. Um, but Christmas of 2016, um, my now ex-husband and co-founder of the team um, announced he was leaving me for right. someone else. Mm. Um, it was at Christmas, which is, you know, not a great time to be doing something like that. Sure. Um, and so, and I guess because we we were such a public couple, mm-hmm. everyone knew us, you know, and everywhere we went, you know, it was it was the two of us. Um, so then it was, how do I? And I was in England when he uh, told me we were on vacation. Oh my gosh! I know, just crazy. Um, but all the kids are there, so we have four kids between us. Um, so I have two and two bonus kids. They were all there. So I think first of all, that was my first taste of of people coming around you, and um, and supporting when you're going through something especially very unexpected, um, you know, and, and obviously very traumatic. Um, so the kids are awesome. But I think for me what happened then when I came back was just the the outpouring of love and support that I received from the community. Um, people who, you know, I, I touched in some way, whether it was through a nonprofit or through some interaction somewhere, and so every morning I would wake up and my text message box was full, my inbox on my Facebook was full, um, you know, emails, people coming in person. That's um, nice. Yeah, and then I guess the friends who, you know, they call and say, you know, are you okay? Do you need anything? And you're like, no, no, I'm fine. And then five minutes later they're on your doorstep with a bottle of wine <laughs> and they're like, not taking no for an answer, I'm coming in. Um so I think it showed me um, just the importance of those those relationships and how um, how it bonds you, I guess, to other people as well. Yeah. And I think I, what I take forward from that now is I want to be that person for other people. And so when I know someone's going through something, you know, even I have a friend at the moment who's, whose um, cat has, has been really sick. So I'm messaging her every day. How's it going? How's he doing? Um, and she keeps messaging, you know, thank you, thank you for checking in. But, you know, I know what it meant to me um, when I was going through what I was going through. Right. And so I feel it very incumbent upon me to, to be that friend and to be that person um, for other people as well. Yeah, I think that's wise counsel and it's it's also you know in our very first episode of thoughts that rock we uh, spoke with angela rob uh, from leadercast and angela had talked about her thought being sort of in, in, essentially be nice to everyone because you never know when you might have to ask for help <laughs> and uh and interesting enough she ended up in a situation where she was at a job and thought she was going to get promoted and instead she got fired 
um, and ended up having to go back to many of the people that she served um, over the years and sort of ask for help to find new work and, and change careers and, and sort of be able to move forward. And I think that speaks volumes even in this context of the per, uh, of your personal life, right, is developing enough um, relationships, real, real honest relationships with people that w- during your biggest time of need, they show up. Right. And I, and right. I think that that is, I mean, we experienced that with our son um, when, when he got sick and the sure. entire community surrounds you. And, you know, I think the interesting thing uh, about it is uh, <sighs> For those that have been through sort of any sort of major trauma, I think the knee-jerk reaction is that people surround you and make sure that you're okay. But oftentimes the trauma lingers and and it lasts a lot longer than anticipated. And, you know, over the first couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months, um, they're doing meal trains and they're bringing wine, like you said, and they're they're doing all these things. But, you know eventually they start to slow down. And I think that's why it's so important here to, to take this to the next level, which is, so building your tribe is one thing, but nurturing them is something else. Right. And, and, and I think that when it comes to nurturing, you really have a, that's sort of your inner circle, right? These are the, this is the people that, that you place your trust in, that you have a, um, open honesty with and transparency with that, you share enough that they know what's real, right? They can hold yeah. you accountable. They can make mm-hmm. sure that you are being real with the situation and not hiding. And um, I think that's what's so important is to nurture that small group around you that you are investing probably more time than you have. But it's so important to to nurture those people so that when trauma does enter your life, um, they are invested enough to stick around for the long haul, which I think yeah. many of us miss. No, I agree. And I know, especially in those those first few weeks um, when it was so difficult because especially <laughs> social media is obviously that blessing and curse. Mm, yeah. Um, but I would, you know, I'd wake up and I would see a post maybe that he had put and I'd be on the phone to my friend one friend in particular who's who's very well known here in town and I'd be, Did you see what he put? I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna do that and she'd say, No you're not. No you're not. This is not where the battle is. We're not gonna do this on social media. Yeah. Um, you know, she said, if you wanna still be taken seriously in this town yeah. and you still want um the respect of, of certainly of the people who um who also own and run this club um, you have to show them you're a professional businesswoman and not someone who is having hysterical tirades on social media. So she would talk me out of it every single time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm so grateful to her for that because she, you know, she was honest and she said, you know, this, this is not who you are or who you want to be. And you certainly don't want that image out there in the community. And again, I hear that so many times now when people will say to me, you know, oh, you're the epitome of, of how to behave. Yeah. Um, you know, when something like that happens in your life, that you behave with grace and dignity. He- tell me, let me tell you, behind the scenes, there was not a lot of grace and dignity going on. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but as far as everyone else was concerned, you know, life was going on. Um, you know, I took up more of a role in the club. He stepped away. Um, and life 
you know, life started to move on. Um, but, you know, again, those friends are the ones I still hold very dear, um, you know, and I try to make sure that I check in with them and make sure everything's okay with them as well. Um, as, you know, and I'm ready to be there if ever they, if ever they need me too. Yeah. Uh, so, I yeah. think, Kate, when you, so of course, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible experience, but I think whether it was just Again, I think Brant used the word wise counsel. You know, you've got this friend in your corner, right, Kay, who whispers in your ear, somebody you, you can count on, you listen to their mentorship. And although it's a horrible experience for you personally, you already had that heart-centered mindset. The philanthropic work that you do is probably already there. But now you impact and influence so many more people and the people that are going to go through this, whether it's divorce or they're challenged in some way. I think right. you do get to be the role model. I mean, winning businesswoman of the year isn't just, <laughs> you know, it isn't just a business title. I think people look at your heart and say, this is how you behave in the community, good, bad, or indifferent. And again, maybe you had a little bit of a friend who could help you along the way. But I think now, you know, it does suck because you had to go through that. But now I think you're making it a much easier path for other people that are going to go through the same thing, right? Right, and I, I actually, um, I spoke at a conference, a uh, women's conference, kind of late of that year, so I guess 2017 it would have been. Um, funnily enough, the conference was actually titled I Am Brave, hmm. um, and I got interviewed on stage with another dear friend of mine um, who's also gone through quite a lot of stuff in her own life, and before we got up on stage, she said, is there anything you don't want me to ask? And I knew what she was saying to me. Yes. <laughs> and I just said, look, if you ask me a question I don't want to answer it, I'll tell you. Um, you know, I have, no, <laughs> I have no problems doing that. But she did, you know, she first of all took me through, you know, talk about some of the highs of your career, you know, what's been the most amazing thing, you know, and I talked about having 62,500 people turn up for our first game hmm. in MLS in 2015. Awesome. Opening the new stadium. And then she said, you know, can you talk about some of the lows? And so I, you know, I started talking about the, the, the breakup and the split. And you could hear <laughs> almost a gasp in the room because uh, a lot of people obviously knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, my God, she's going to talk about it. Um, but then afterwards, I got so many people like coming up to me afterwards, wanting to talk to me and saying thank you. Thank you for speaking out. Um, and I think some of that is, you know, people look at everyone, people who are in the public eye, and you'll know this too, and think that your life is somehow perfect, mm -hmm. and you have everything that you could possibly want, and, you know, your life is all rose petals and champagne. Um, and I think for a lot of people in that audience, it was, you know, here's someone being very real about an experience that's happened to them. And guess what? It does. It happens. Everyone has trauma yeah. in their life at some point. And it's how you, it is how you deal with it. And But it is those people along the way who help you. And I, I you know, I'll tell you right now, I could never have got through it without my tribe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's, for me, that's the, you know, that's the piece I, I cherish. Um, and guess what? I came out of it with all four kids. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. You know, and so I feel like I'm the big winner there because hmm. they're the best thing um, in my life, all four of them. I'm now a grandmother, actually, by the way, too. Oh, so fantastic. Even better. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I think it's interesting is you haven't said it, but ultimately that experience that you had and, and sort of looking at it from the outside in, you developed this, what I'm going to call a confident humbleness about you. Um, and, you know, Jim, we were up in, in DC in these meetings uh, for the board of directors of Cannonball. And, you know, if you didn't, uh, the only reason I knew who she was is, I, I you know, she's Kay Rollins, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of, you, you know who Kay Rollins is. Well, and is. you're local, you're in central yeah, Florida. exactly. And so, else might not and be. so for me, we sat next to each other. And if, if I didn't know that, I just would have thought she was a very sweet, quiet, humble Brit mm-hmm. who... <laughs> who had very poor drawing skills. Wow. Um, because (laughs) he went there. He totally went there. We were supposed to little draw little pictures of ourselves and she drew herself. She looked like a, like a zombie with raccoon eyes and a, yeah, the eyes were terrible. But you know, in my defense, I had the worst pen. Oh yeah. She's she's blaming Blaming the the tools. That's right. Blaming the tools. Interesting. Absolutely. 100%. But the truth is, She's an incredible human being that that isn't that doesn't have that pompousness, doesn't have mm-hmm. that I deserve this, doesn't have that I earned this. Um, she approaches everything with that confident humbleness, and I think that that's what. Well, that's why you serve on eight hundred and thirty six <laughs> boards, and 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 why people are consistently asking you to, is because I think that that is a lost. Uh, characteristic in people, this, this confident humbleness, you know, it's one thing to be humble, but it's another thing to be humble and know, even if you have the answers, even if you, you know, you feel pretty confident in where you're at and what you've done and the success that you've had, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to tell everybody about it. And you can have that, that confident humbleness to just be there um, and answer the questions when asked and, and, and give your input. And, and that's what at least my experience with Kay is, has always been. And, um, Thank you. no, it's true. Thank it's you. very true. Well, I mean, I, I do get asked to, um, beat quite a lot now. Um, and I, I found that I, I mean, I, I'm an ex teacher anyway, so you kind of have a little bit of practice mm-hmm. and I, I definitely at the point now where it doesn't make me nervous. Um, I don't always even have notes with me because I know, Know what I'm going to talk about, sure. um, and especially if it's a subject that is really dear and close to your heart. If it's the story about how the club was was started, that's an easy subject for me because obviously I was there at the beginning because I was one of the people who started it. Um, but I've also been asked to speak to groups about LGBTQ um, and how you can support that as a um, as a, an organisation. Um, and that's something I'm really proud of what we do with the club. I get asked to speak to women's groups about what it's like being, you know, in a man's world. Um, you know, how do you cope with those kind of things? Um, I actually did a TEDx talk, too, when it was here in Orlando. Nice. And that was, I can honestly say that was one of the only times I have been so scared. <laughs> that was that was a really, that really was a feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, it was, that was really scary. I think mainly because you couldn't have notes. Um and I never read off a script. I've only ever got bullet points, but you couldn't even have them. Yeah. Um, you know, you had to speak for like, I think it was what, 10 minutes yeah. um, with no notes. So that was pretty, that was pretty scary. Um, but I'm so glad I did it now. Uh, it was an amazing experience. Now you're a pro at it. This is what you get a chance <laughs> to do. I, it, it, it definitely helped because they, they give you quite a lot of coaching. 
because um, they know obviously they're going to put it up on the TED site and so they want everything to be at least of a certain standard and quality when it goes up there so they, they really give you quite a lot of um, uh, we did a lot of Skype calls where we could you know chat about the beginning the middle and the end what's the message that people are going to take away from this it was it was a great experience actually really really cool I think though when you you are talking from the heart. This is obviously your story and you're passionate about it. And I think you wouldn't need any notes anyway. I and mean, you're having a conversation right here with us. And, you know, I, I can I can honestly think that if I was listening to you, it wouldn't matter the bullet points, any slides, images, who cares? You've got a story that you tell, you know, and I'm, and I'm glad that you said that about the TEDx piece too, because when I go back and look at your thought about building and nurturing your tribe, I think there are some work cultures that can foster that as well. So, you know, if you take it from just a, a quick different perspective, and I was very lucky, Kay. I, I worked for, I think, one of the most nurturing business tribes on the planet. So I worked at Hard Rock for 21 years. I ran training for those guys. I equate that brand to being the island of misfit toys. And I say that affectionately. You know, the, these were all the broken <laughs> toys because nobody loved them for the way they were, the way they looked, the way they acted. It was, you know, and they had, you made a great point earlier, right? They've got stuff going on. It might be, let's say, low income. They've gone through some divorce. They're right. pierced out and tattooed and they got stuff going on. But there's a tribe, using your word, that community where it's okay to be safe here. And I think it attracts other people like that. And I sort of put it back into your world. These companies like, Tom's Shoes or yeah. Chili's or Monocle's Pizza, you know, some of these brands who they'll do something not just philanthropic. I really think they do it internally for their own people. And when you can create, again, your language, build and nurture that tribe, one, you get people to stay with you longer. They're more motivated. That's where you get internal promotion. So I know yours is a very personal story that's in the public domain, but I think if you're a business owner, you know, and again, my world is all about developing a culture. I think you could take your exact same thought and put it at an organizational level. That's why I think your TEDx talk is fantastic. I think it resonates with a lot of people. Right. No, and, and you know, and I think more and more we're all looking towards the corporate social responsibility piece. And yeah. I think definitely this generation coming up and the one after them and after them are looking to see what you as an organization are doing to help the world be a better place. And then they're loyal. I think people, you know, people are loyal to brands when they see them, you know, doing great things out in the community. Um, and Tom's is obviously a great example of that. Mm -hmm. But who doesn't want to feel like, hey, I'm buying a pair of shoes, but you know what? I'm also doing some good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Bombas socks is the same. You know, you yeah. buy a pair, they give a pair. Love it. Uh, and it feels great. You know, we all, we just did um, uh, every year with the club, we do um, a turkey giveaway uh, in Paramore, which is obviously a very underserved area here in Orlando. And we, we, we in conjunction with some of our partners, our club partners, like Publix, we give away 600 turkeys and all the fixings. So good. But we get inundated with people who want to volunteer because yeah. it feels great. It's such a good feeling. You come away thinking, yeah, you know, all these families are going to have a great Thanksgiving dinner. And, and we helped do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think people need to, once you get the... It's almost like an, not an adrenaline rush, but you definitely um, 
get those good vibes going. And I think, you know, people need to want to recreate that again and again and again. Um, and I know one of the other things, um, and I talk with my, my kids are all in their either late 20s or early 30s, and we talk a lot about the world and, you know, our, our part in it. And sometimes it can be feel so overwhelming, like there's so much need out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just say to them, well, do what you can in your sphere of influence and, and where you can touch things. And if we all do that, then we will make everything about no everywhere doubt. a better place. No doubt. Um, and it's, it's don't be overwhelmed, um, you know, by the need. Find something that speaks to you. Find something that stirs your heart and makes you, I mean, all those boards I'm on, the only reason is, is there's a reason. Right. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. only on the board because there's something about their mission that has spoken to my heart and said, you know, you, you need to help. Like there's, you know, and I will only do it when I feel passionately about what, what they're doing. Obviously, Cannonball is a, is a great example of that one. Sure. Now, how can you resist Melissa? Right. Yeah. Um, but how can you resist the mission? Because it's not just um, caring for people who are who are kids who are going through cancer. It. How do we stop it? How do we fix the problem? Um, and that's what speaks to me about hers and and about all the organisations that I'm involved with. There's a, there's a passion piece that has to um, stir me, I guess. Yeah. It's not just the brisket at Four Rivers Brand. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> yes. It's a bigger reason. Yes, it is a much, much bigger. bigger reason. Than right. That. I mean, oh, my gosh, that foundation is going to be amazing. It um, is. And, and the tie-in, obviously, there is that we do community gardens with our foundation. Um, and this is going to be a big, giant farm with just amazing, amazing things happening. Well, with so many things going on, what's the best way people can stay in touch with you, Kay? Right. I mean, obviously, follow our foundation. We're we're on social media. We're on, obviously, Instagram, um, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. We have a website, orlandocityfoundation.org. Um, I'm on Twitter um, quite a bit. Um, Instagram, mm, not so much. <laughs> I think I'm... I'm, I've realized I am not the person who takes the pictures. I'm the person in them a lot yes, of times. Yes. Like my friends all take pictures of wherever we go. So I'm, I, it's made me lazy because I know someone else will. Yes. Someone else will take the picture and tag me in it. I'm like, awesome, great. I have that picture now. Um, so that I'm not so great on Instagram. Um, but I do. I am on Twitter and I am on, on Facebook as well. That's awesome. Hey, congratulations, by the way, on Oscar Perea. That's, you know, former yes. MLS Coach of the Year. That's a good get. I know. We're excited but about you know, City. We, we were talking about it this morning because our commentary crew are going to have um, quite a difficult uh, situation this year because our manager's Perea. We have a player, Perea. And we have one Perea. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all spelt differently, <laughs> but they're all pronounced pretty much the same. So it's going to be interesting. The announcers are going to have their, their work cut out for them. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to be fun. Well, listen, we can't thank you enough for spending a couple minutes with us here on Thoughts That Rock. You know, we love you and the work you do here and just uh, anything we can do to support your work. You know, we're behind you 100%. So thank you so much for these little bits of wisdom that you were sharing with our audience. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. You bet. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of driven living.